Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Paddy Downey. He's the CEO of Orzone. And we talked to him about the recent uh, fundraise, what their plans for that, timing, margins, all that kind of good stuff you need to run a company. Uh, if you want our thoughts on the conversation topics discussed, uh, and as he Paddy, we can uh, get that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's experts talking about companies and commodities that may find that quite interesting. There's summaries of other interviews that we've done to save you some time. There's training courses to help you with your own diligence process. And of course, there's a huge thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly, civil environment. Doesn't that sound nice? Do go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Paddy, how are you doing, sir? Very well. How are you? I'm still reeling from the Irish loss to those Welsh uh, demons. Please do not bring that up. Just, I had to. At least it wasn't the English. At least it wasn't the English. Who also got beat. Yeah. <laughs> Brings a smile to our face. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be so smug and mock and uh, look so joyous, uh, but we are. Um, <laughs> so um, I haven't seen you since June, which is ages. You've been busily getting on with it. Saw the press release. Uh, wanted to talk to you. Um, about fundraising, etc. Um, but first of all, are you well, sir? Have you been? Yeah, very well. You know, actually, you're right. We haven't talked since June. We've been obviously very busy since that time. And, um, you know, as June was probably the height of COVID and what, what people were thinking, where are we going with this? We quietly got on with things and finished off a lot of work on site, you know, sort of remotely without our expats, but it went well. I did go back in September to view all of that. I went down to Burkina and looked at where we were at. And we were just starting to really get back into advancing the uh, the debt negotiations at that time. And now we've finished. We're, we've got the debt in place. We've got our equity in place. And we're off to the race. You've just, a lot has happened. You've just come back as well. Yes, I was just there for 10 days. I'm actually right now in quarantine uh, just outside Vancouver. And... Um, so we great meetings down there. I, I can tell you, just to be very frank, is we we um, took our debt with a local bank, and the reception that we've got at the ministerial level. I actually had a, a personal meeting with the president of Burkina Faso, which was quite something, in the sense that we have um, the debt package. All the money is staying in country. It's not going out of country. It stays within country. So that one hundred million dollars that would normally go to a a Paris or a London or a New York or whatever bank is staying inside uh, Burkina Faso. They are over the moon about this and could not be uh, more helpful in trying to make sure that we we move on and get this project into production. Okay, well, like I'm, we're going to we're we're in danger of like getting into a bit a bit of the weeds, as it were. Could you because mm-hmm. we haven't heard the story for a while? Could you just remind people who perhaps are perhaps new to the story about what it is that you've got? Give us a one minute overview, and I'll pick it up from there. Yeah. You know, Bambore, you know, it's a, it's a very simple project. We focus on the oxides at, at the start. We have a large oxide deposit, quite unique in some ways in, in, in that regard. You know, about 13 years of oxides with, you know, exploration potential beyond that. Oxides are very simple, free dig, no drill and blast, you know, uh, simple mining, simple processing, uh, you know, very, very quickly. So, so low cost, low power cost, low reagent cost, low mining cost. 
And then we get into the sulfides in year three. We build it out of cash flow. We did all of our, our economics at $1,300 gold. We did all of our reserves at $1,200 gold. Uh, so a, a, quite a robust project, but very low all-in sustaining costs. 13 years of mine life, first 10 years of 140,000 ounces a year on average. I think we can go beyond that. And then three years of sort of more, more or less processing stockpiles. Again, based on the reserves that we have to date, we see way beyond that, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, the, the all-in sustaining costs are, are quite low, but not, not out of order with West Africa, very similar to most West African projects. I tell people, you know, if you want to look at one that's been very successful like ours, it's in Mali, it's Robex Resources, it's been going now for three, four years, all in, they're half our, our tonnage, maybe a third of our tonnage, so their fixed costs would be a bit, bit higher. Same strip ratio, same grade, all in sustaining costs every quarter, 700 US an ounce. And they're using uh, diesel gensets for power generation, which would be about 25, 26 cents a kilowatt hour. We will not be doing that, and we will be much lower than that. So we, we should have very, very, very low uh, oil and sustaining costs, high margins. Right. Okay. I mean, the numbers are great, and, and I'll point people back to our previous interviews. We'll talk about you know business plan strategies, people, experience, track record, all that kind of good stuff in a link below. So let's we don't have to cover that. Uh, I'm intrigued, though, about the terms of the financing, because you've given us some clues there, you know, the money staying in country, which I'm sure they're very pleased about. But what did you get out of it? OK, so, look, there was a number of issues critical to us. Like the, the, um, we, were, we were looking at, you know, when you're looking at debt financing, you're running various parallel paths, you know, to try and get the best deal for the company. As a junior with no other producing assets, single asset company, it's always difficult, no matter where you are in, in, in the world, it's always difficult negotiations to get the type of package you want. Um, we're in Burkina, so it, it, it compounded issues in regards to that. But look, we've been in this business many, many years. The one thing you don't do is panic. You, you know, you gotta be patient with, with doing this. You know, we're also very large shareholders in the company. Myself, the chairman, a lot of my management team, my board, so we, we wanted to make sure that we got the right package for the shareholders because we're big shareholders, not, not giving away the, the upside or the pie to the, to the debt package. And then COVID came along and that compounded things, you know, because now the senior banks really can't get to site to visit it. They need to do that for the credit committee. We, you know, so that sort of delayed things. We then, you know, started you know, negotiating and meeting with a local bank. They had been a shareholder. I went down and met with them in September. Our country manager is exceptionally uh, well regarded there and, and he continued negotiations with them. And it became obvious that this was a real option for us. And, um, you know, when we structured the deal with them, it's single digit, um, uh, you know, in terms of, of cost of money. It doesn't have any hidden uh, costs such as gold prepays, um, gold lookbacks. It's got no gold streaming. It's got no gold royalties. Critically, it doesn't have political risk insurance. So for Burkina, that's a big number. You know, so you know if you if you get a eight and a half nine percent financing package, you better add two percent onto that for cost of money for PRI that other banks want. It's got no cost overrun. So the, these people, they're sophisticated. They've, they've invested in mining projects in West Africa. 
Uh, they visited our project. They did their own due diligence independently. And uh, so they did not ask for what's called a cost overrun facility that a senior bank would want, which is another 20 million of equity you got to raise before you get your debt. We did not have that. So that's a, a cheaper cost of money as well. But I think what, what sealed it for us was with the senior banks, we were having a club of, of, of say, uh, three banks that were taking a piece, a piece, a piece. These guys wanted the full piece themselves as much as they could get which sort of precluded another bank as a partner and then the political risk that they didn't want, that the other guys wanted, their terms that the other guys felt wasn't good enough for them. That's where RCF came in. And, and the two of them got together. They negotiated a deal together. Their intercreditor agreement is very sound. So RCF came in on the other side with it, on on uh, for another $35 million with BD Capital, which is a very large company here in British Columbia, does targeted mining investments and um, knew us well, knew our track record, and were willing to put money into that convert for a West African story, which also gives us a lot of kudos in the market. So by putting those two together, that really worked. And now the capital from the local bank all stays within country. It does not go out. So that 100 million plus the interest stays locally for local investment. And I'm, I can tell you, we were applauded for that with the, by the government. They think this now is a model that other people should be looking at going forward. Well, I was going to say, it begs the question why more, uh, more mining companies don't do that. Because I've worked in Africa, 25 countries, infrastructure deals left, right and center. They want you to commit to them. And that's very unusual yes. structure. Yes, it is. Well, look, normally, you, you know, uh, a project you're looking for 100 to 150, maybe $200 million of debt just depends. A single bank can very, very rarely lend that. So you, you have a club of banks and the, the, the international banks rarely uh, get together with a local bank. It's very difficult to, to put them together. There's withholding taxes. There's all sorts of other things. Our project just fit the right size. Just luckily for us, it, the, the amount of debt we wanted, the structure of the debt, and the fact that we could bring in a partner like RCF alongside these guys just worked perfectly for us. But for junior companies going forward, if you've got that size of project and you are in West Africa, it is definitely an option and people will now be looking at it for sure. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see who else picks up on this one. Um, I do like that. Look, you're up 40% since we last spoke. You're just over a buck uh, now. Um, it's It's... Not dramatic movement, but are you kind of, do you think you're fairly priced in the market at the moment? Or just that kind of boring phase for everyone? I, I think we're trading at sort of 0.35 nav. Uh, now that we're financed, I would be shocked if we don't. I mean, if you look at single asset companies, be it West Africa, we looked at, um, you know, both uh, uh, West African and we looked, you know, the other one was uh, Rocks Gold in Burkina. We compared it to two others in Canada. From construction to um, a start of commissioning, you generally get 125% share price appreciation. And these were not in days of gold price runs. They're just generally what you see because you're de-risking the project. Uh, and we, we see that the same it should happen to us. You know, once we once people get their head around things and we start, you know, showing the construction going well, we brought on like a podium to be our EPCM contractor. They've got a, a very, very large 
extensive track record of bringing projects in under budget and ahead of schedule. And uh, so that should stand in our favor as well. You know, so um, we expect to see, uh, you know, a, a, a big accretion in NAB here going forward. Okay, you got your money, you got an EPC partner um, lined up. Give us an idea on timing. Well, we're at it right away. Um, the mining contractor is mobilizing the site. Uh, we just finalizing the terms with him. Um, so it'd be on site, all new equipment. Uh, uh, podium have started already on the engineering, the detail engineering. Uh, we'll be ordering the ball mill here, I believe, uh, end of February. And uh, then that's the, that's the lead critical item. Uh, Lycopodium and the, and the contractors will mobilize to site April, May. And the schedule is for first gold in Q3 2022. The other key thing is like our process guarantees in here. So, um, you know, based on their track record, and this is something you do not see in North America. And it's something that we, we see in West Africa. It's something it's sort of unique to the area, you know, on average from first ore through the mill to commercial production and steady state is 31 days. And that to your NAB is huge. And you look at North America, you know, I mean, I don't know, I can't name one that hasn't taken months to get right up to full nameplate. And so you're spending money, you're not getting your full cash flow, all of those other things. Whereas we're getting a process guarantee to be up and, and full, full bore running in 30 days. That's insane. It literally was my next question about, I know it's oxide and it's, it's going to be a bit easier and, but in less than in a month you're going to be up at full capacity that's what absolutely that's what they're they're writing into the contract so um yeah and we don't see anything different that that, that it should be like that you know the the um, by the way we will be mining one of the areas um which is part of the capital it's not part of the capex per se because it releases ore but we have to spend it pre-production we uh, mine one of the pits uh and we make what's called an off-channel reservoir to store water. We're one of the lucky uh, projects in Burkina. The property is right by a river, so we can gravity divert a flow. We don't have to pump it into a pit. And um, so we will have the, you know, the ore ready to go into the into the project, and we'll have the, that that those stockpiles right at the plant ready to go. So that okay. so that's that's the production is at nameplate in a month. What about yeah? What about in terms of the efficiencies? I mean, how long does it take to actually tweak things and optimize things? Well, it's a very simple circuit, you know. So um, normally, when you're commissioning a plant, you've got you know a jaw crusher, a cone crusher, a sag mill, a ball mill, all sorts of other feeders and conveyors in between, plus your your process plant. We don't have that, so we don't we don't really have a we we've, we will install a. A, a, a feeder into it or a sizer. We don't have any rocks. It's, it's you know, but straight, then straight into the mill. And the mill is oversized. We know that. We've done that on purpose. And, um, you know, 80% of the stuff that we're feeding to it does not require grinding. It actually just literally gets broken up in the mill, gets gets made into a slurry and straight into the tanks. And that's it. I mean, I, I, I can't explain how simple it is. It truly is a, a very, very simple plant. So normally when you're commissioning, you know, you start your jaw crusher, you've got to reset something, something gets jammed in it, your close side setting isn't quite correct, your rocks are hitting the conveyor and you got to restart and stop and plug and unplug and blah, blah, blah. We don't have that. So that's something that's unique to our project. Right. That okay. makes it 
much simpler to commission. Fantastic. So you're, you're painting this picture. It's a, sim- a simple flow sheet. You're going to be up near down at your 140,000 ounces in, in 12 months. That's a lot of cash. Mm-hmm. It's three or four mm-hmm. years before you start going after the sulfide. So what are you doing with this cash? And what are you doing to talk to the market and say, actually, there's more to come? Well, before I go there, you know, one of the structures that we had with the debt, and we, and I can tell you that chorus were extremely uh, um, flexible with this. So we've, we've, we've split their debt in two. So we know there's very, very strong cash flow in year one. And um, so we're going to pay off a big chunk of that debt right off the bat, which allows us to get into the sulfide expansion very, very fast. We'd only be carrying $60 million of debt on the project at the end of year one. And um, and that's got another four years to pay off or three years to pay off on a standard sort of um, schedule. And then um, there's no preferential cash sweep. So, so if gold stays where it is, they can't take any extra money off us. So we want to get into the sulfides fast and because they're good grade, uh, there's great margin on them. They add to the mine life and it'll also give us cash flow to drill. We've only drilled the sulfides to 90 meters. Part of my trip last week into Burkina was to sit down with the exploration team and look at the targets that we have and what we've got. And I can tell you, they are quite juicy and we want to get at those to extend those so we can show that we've got a, a 20-year mine life, not a 14-year mine life. And hopefully, hopefully that we pay off that first uh, tranche of debt that we, we don't have to do a 2.2 million ton per annum sulfide expansion. We can do a 4 million ton per annum sulfide expansion. With the previous negotiations we were having with the uh, more senior debt lenders internationally, they weren't giving us that, that flexibility. 2.2 or nothing, that's all you're getting. And other than that, we take the cash sweeps. So these guys are being really flexible with us. So if we've got the cash in the cash box and the cash flow, and we show that we can expand this beyond uh, the 2.2 million, which we're pretty confident we can, now we're looking at a 7.2 million ton per annum project and a 200,000 ounce a year producer. Do you think you're a beneficiary of obviously changes in the market? There's a lot of gold companies getting funded, possibly where they shouldn't be, not, um, not for one second suggesting you're one of them, but banks are having to change their attitude and get a little bit more flexible at the moment with regards to financing. Have you just timed this right? Yeah, a little bit. I, you know, I think it's our approach to the project. You know, we, we're staging it in, in the sense that we do the oxides first, we take the risk out of it, you build the back end of the project, you've got it up and running, you know, so we, and now you add the sulfides, which are completely independent at the front end to the oxides. You know, Cora saw this as well. They loved it. Now, as did the international banks, by the way. So we can continue to run the oxides full bore if need be, even when we're doing maintenance on the sulfides. So we've, we've got this sort of inherent flexibility that's sort of unique to this type of project. And we're building it up in stages. I'm not saying we will build the 4 million tons and maybe the banks will go, eh, look, look, we'd like to look at it. But we've definitely got the flexibility to do it. And if we perform well, I'm, I'm confident we can do that. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, generally, historically, the best projects are built in stages and work in stages. And, you know, it's it's something that we, we, we feel quite strongly about. Okay, not trying to hit it out of the park day one, but because it's a very, very solid uh, project as it stands. So two things. One, um, are your investors going to get anything out of it other than share appreciation? Are you talking about dividends anytime soon? 
Yeah, we 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 would be, I think, you know, um, or we would look at, you know, just you know, doing a normal course issue or bid where we buy back our stock if we if we didn't see the value in the in the stock. Remember, we're big shareholders here. You know, secondly, look, I truly believe, you know, I've been in this business a long time. Uh, a single asset company is not a good business model in the mining business, but finding the right partner and building a good mining company is a great way to success. And so I think once we get up and running, once we, we see the upside, once we, we prove ourselves that we're good operators, that we've got a lot of exploration upside, we've got a good project that's, that's working as per advertised, I think you know we will be looking at growth. Now, be that growth that we initiate or we sit down with someone and just, you know, personally, you know, I don't wake up every morning wanting to be the CEO of a company. I love doing it, but, you know, I'm motivated by share price appreciation and value. And um, I think that's the next thing I would like to look at is, is really where does the company go in three to five years time? Right. Okay. So you're properly genuinely aligned. Great. So the, the second, the second point is, and I guess it touches upon some of the things you're saying there is you, refer to Rocks Gold as someone that you're looking looking at. And they they went from a single asset, they've bought themselves a second asset and they're probably developing themselves a third asset organically. You recognize the need to be more than just a single asset. So where's it where's that coming from? Well, you know, again, you gotta be patient with that. The first thing you don't want to just jump on the first thing that comes past the doorway. That's a recipe for failure unless you're very, very lucky. So I think, you know, the first thing to do is make sure you understand your own asset and how it's going to perform and what it's doing and how it's, you know, it, it, it can perform in the future. So know your own value before you step outside the doorway and then and then go looking at, you know, potential. You'll always get bankers pitching you ideas, but you better be ahead of them and thinking about it anyway, because it's rarely that they come in with something that, that you don't know about in any case. So, you know, it's it's talking to CEOs, it's looking at other options. I mean, what happens in the business is, you know, gold mining companies, bigger ones get get impatient with some of their smaller sort of development. Look, that's what happened to Rocks Gold, really, you know, buying uh, uh, the the um, the asset in, 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 in Cote d'Ivoire. And it took them a long time. Everybody sort of, people were starting to get a little bit, eh, what's Rocks Gold going to do? Now, you know, they're back to being a bit of a darling because they were patient in, in what they did. And, you know, I look at Rand Gold, I mean, how it went. I mean, they were patient about how they built. They got great assets. I'm not saying we're going to get that. But but, but understanding how you want to grow, how you want to do it, et cetera, is really, really important. And uh, picking the right partner as you go to build or picking the right asset as you go to build is, you know, very, very important. Um, have you got the ability to actually develop your own asset organically, additional asset? Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Where from? Look, look you know, the, with the sulfides, and and then there's potential underground as we look back at. But I think that there's, to be really frank with you, there's 20 million, 20 years of open pit mining here, and um, you know, there's we're we're it's a long game here. We can grow that to 200,000 ounces a year if we do it properly. And then we've got great currency then at that point to go out. Remember, we won't have to issue another share. You know, it's it's all goes to the to the share price accretion, etc. So then we use that to go out and look for other assets, be it a development asset, be it another producing asset that we go along with. It's really a matter of two and two has got to make five six, not four. Okay, so this is a cash machine for you. You'll take your time 
to work out whether you go buy, how much you develop your, your own land bank, as it were, um, and p- potentially potentially dividends down the line if, it's, uh, if it makes sense. Yes. And remember, look, we've been developing this for a while. I mean, you know, this, you know, this has been a, yeah, I, I became CEO in 2017, I guess. You know, it's it, it's taken a while to turn it around, realign it, get the right development strategy, get the team on board, get everybody aligned. And then we, we went through the Burkina issue, the COVID issue. We've been patient in getting where we wanted to get. It's not as if we're going to lose our patience here overnight. It's not going to happen. We'll develop this company and this asset the right way. Okay. And one last question, which was after you made the announcement on the financing, it looked like there's some selling. Is that just the market or is there someone... Well, that's generally the case is, is, you know, there, there was some selling. Maybe some guys thought, oh, oh, I thought there was a takeover happening. I mean, we've seen it with many other single asset companies when they announced their financing, you know, so a bit of that, I think, you know, it's, but a lot of guys have, who've seen that weakness, I, I can tell you are buying it because they, they see this as a, as a, they call it an easy double. So, um, you know, so, you know, you'll get through that. I mean, you, you don't, you know, I don't lose sleep, about. I don't look at my share price every day and go, <gasps> You know, I know where we're going and know what the value is and know what's going to happen. And, and bit by bit, we'll keep building up. Uh, you know, as you said, we've come up a lot since we last spoke. And I expect the next time we speak, we'll be up a lot again because we'll be developing and, and adding value to the to the project and the, and the company. And which exchange will you be on? Good question. Uh, we, we likely be TSX for sure, you know, and we will look at other uh, options. You know, we are based out of Africa. London has some attractiveness, you know, et cetera. But I'm not too sure we can do it all during COVID, but certainly we could do the TSX one during COVID. Beautiful. Okay. Paddy, lovely to speak to you as always. Uh, well yeah. done. Been a good year for you. Uh, looking yeah, forward to seeing um, how this build out goes. Absolutely. Thanks very much. Really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.